It's the Ambiguously Blind Podcast with your host, a guy that's great up hearing, but terrible at listening, John Grimes. Hey, 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 greetings. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in, subscribing, and supporting the podcast experience. In this episode, we are going to get into fashion with a designer named Alexa Yovanovitch. She's the founder of a clothing brand called iDesign, who aims to make social impact through her fashion. Alexa and her team do that by using beads to prominently display messaging in braille on their garments. The garments are very cool and super comfortable, but more than anything, it adds a tremendous amount of intrigue and accessibility to clothing. So here we go. Alexa, thanks for joining the Ambiguously Blind podcast. Thanks for having me, John. This is so exciting. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you're excited. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about fashion. I got to tell you, fashion is not something that is, I'm really good at talking about, so it should be interesting. <laughs> it's okay. I, I feel like you got this. Well, it's, it's fashion meets accessibility, I think. And I can talk a lot about accessibility, so I feel like I, I, I should be pretty good. Um, at, at this at this part of it. So anyway, it's usually around this time of, of each episode that I talk to the person like you and we talk a little bit about their visual impairment or, or things like that. But I don't think that applies to you. Uh, no, yeah, you're right. So I don't identify as having a visual impairment. But what's unique is that everyone that we work with or almost everyone that we work with in the company does identify as being visual impaired. So while I myself am fully sighted, it's very much a community driven brand by the blind and visually impaired community. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I thought it was just really, really cool. And uh, why I wanted to wanted to connect <laughs> with you. So you, you make clothing and other garment type things or I, that's probably not the right word for yeah. it yeah no you're doing good <laughs> but it's all infused with braille which is uh yes. where the accessibility part of this comes in so it's so tremendous and it's uh it's right up the alley for the visually impaired community so it's got to be a great story how did how did a fully sighted person start making clothing infused with braille Accessibility wasn't always top of mind growing up. It was something I really didn't know much about until I started going to university, really. I grew up always loving fashion, and I thought of it more in a frivolous sense, loving feathers and costume jewelry and high heels, etc. But once I went to university, I started to learn about the greater power that exists in design and the functions that it has and the ways that it can help to help others and create social change, essentially. So while I was studying fashion, I ended up having different courses about diversity and inclusion and accessibility and essentially the lack of it within fashion. And it was sort of just in that moment where I realized there were so many problems that existed within our industry and there was so much to do that I wanted to use these new talents I was gaining and these opportunities I was being given to really be able to create social change. And so I didn't know specifically what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to work with a community that was misrepresented when it came to fashion. And in the end, that ended up being working directly with the blind and visually impaired community. It started off as a research project. I was in my final year of school and I was looking for a topic for my project. So I was out shopping and I came across this really beautiful beaded jacket and I had this aha moment. I made the connection between the similarity in size of braille and small beads and sort of just questioned how all of these beads could be sort of rearranged to create a piece that was actually function. Imagine that all of those beads 
were rearranged to create Braille that was fully legible, that created all these phrases that were functional and described the actual piece and could completely empower a community of individuals that was largely overlooked. So all of these thoughts just started coming and rushing to my head and went home, did a ton of research. Nothing even remotely closely existed to it at the time. This was in 2015 that I started doing all this research. And when I was doing research, not only did Braille fashion not exist, but there's also almost no research available on individuals who identify as disabled as being consumers. They just didn't really exist within the fashion space, which is a huge problem already to mm. begin with. Yep. So made this prototype, did all this research and started reaching out to local individuals in Toronto who identified as blind or visually impaired and sort of started talking to them about different challenges they experienced. So we would talk about everything from how you organize your closet and how you choose outfits for every day and if fashion trends are even important to you, all the way to those misconceptions of what it means to look and feel blind and challenges that exist when it comes to shopping and just being a consumer altogether. So that's how it started. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't supposed to start here, but really it's just being so interested in the way that design works, I immediately saw a problem and wanted to be able to fix it and do my best to be able to fix it. So that's really where it started. Yeah, I think that's the genius of it. That's how a lot of genius things kind of start almost by accident or just kind of like a epiphany or like an aha kind of thing. Did you buy <laughs> Did you buy the jacket? Oh, gosh, no. I ran out of the store. I was so <laughs> okay. excited. I just went home and I started Googling everything, okay. reading okay. all these research papers. <laughs> Well, one of the kind of the byproducts of that, obviously, the, it's it's intended for maybe not it's even intended for, but Braille obviously would be would be for the blind or visually impaired community. But one of the things that I think is really cool about it is it, it draws awareness to Braille. Yes, because you will you will wear the shirt, and and I have one, and we'll talk about that here in, in a little bit too. But <laughs> it, it's the way, especially with the contrast of the the colors, at least the one that I have, it it really stands out. And I think it draws attention from people because I've, I've noticed that in the short period of time I've been wearing it. And um, I think the more awareness that we have for things like Braille and other assistive technology for any other, any other type of disability is just fantastic. And, and for it to be something even cool and in fashion just is like double bonus, right? <laughs> you hit the nail right there. So that's kind of what we're trying to do with it's a product that can truly be worn by anything, but by using Braille Beadwork specifically, you all of a sudden build so much intrigue into this specific fashion item. Someone might be drawn to the piece because of that intricacy of the beadwork or that unique one of a kind nature. But then you have someone who might be drawn to this piece because of the actual functionality of the Braille. They can read exactly what it says. So there's that bit of empowerment there or just knowing that it represents disability with Braille being a visual identifier or an assistive tool. But then even just by wearing it, if you yourself don't read Braille and someone else visually recognizes that it's Braille, exactly like you said, it starts conversation. The amount of people that have come to me and said that they've worn these shirts and these people have just brought up conversation 
asking about disability and Braille or where did you get that? Oh, is that Braille? And it gives you the opportunity to open up as much as you're comfortable with to talk about your experiences. You may yourself be visually impaired and this may be one way to sort of communicate that to the world. Or for myself, when I wear it, I don't have a visual impairment, but it for me really reflects my values as a person. I believe that diversity includes disability. I believe that fashion is for everyone and that good design shouldn't exclude anyone. And that really is all told within this messaging. So there's just so much power behind what we're doing in the ways that it can be interpreted. Yeah, I think you're right. That's that's genius. And I think like even friends or, or parents or people that know people that have visual impairment, almost kind of like a sense of pride or something that they can, um, I don't know. And it could also maybe get a little bit weird if somebody had a shirt that said something on it and, 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 and you wanted to have somebody read it for you. That was, <laughs> it, it could, it could get a little personal there. <laughs> uh, I see where you're getting with there. Yes. So shirts aren't <laughs> intended for someone else to be reading them while they're on you. I mean, if you consent to that and you invite them to it, <laughs> sure, but it's definitely not the way that I designed them. Okay. It really is more of a, a self-identification or a self-empowerment tool, but being able to have that visual representation for others. I think one of the biggest things here is making sure that it's not viewed as only a disability-related product. I think one of the biggest things to help reduce those stigmas is to make sure that it can be more of an inclusive product in a more universal design approach, where it's something that can benefit multiple people or have multiple uses rather than being just in the disability segment, because then we're going to continue to silo different communities. So I think making sure that it does have that visual interest. And that's actually one of the reasons why we also work with different fashion stylists and designers in creating our clothes. We go through a co-design process that includes the blind and visually impaired community to make sure that we're taking into consideration that lived experience and that all the braille is fully legible and that we're talking about the actual needs behind the fashion piece but then making sure we're working with designers and stylists to ensure that it maintains that level of uh, intrigue and sophistication and that it really does become desirable from a fashion sense. Okay. And let's talk a little bit about the name too. So it's I design. Yes. But for people that are, are just listening to this that haven't seen the, the name it's I is spelled a little a little uniquely. Uh, walk me through the, how you came up with the name. Yeah, of course. So iDesign is spelled A-I-L-L-E, and it actually comes from the French verb aller, which means to go or to move forward. And so essentially what we're saying here at iDesign is that this is the direction that fashion needs to move forward into. Inclusivity is so important and it needs to be considered in every industry and in every product that's made and in every experience that comes about. And so for us, the I is also sort of just a play on the physical eye. So it's the site that we're able to provide or the insight into this particular community and lifestyle and building all of that awareness. And then there's also that personal sense of the word I in the empowerment and independence that our pieces can provide. There's a lot going on. And for those who are listening, for those who are listening, our logo, uh, the A-I-L-L-E, that letter I is actually the Braille character for the letter I. So that I actually has two dots on it. 
it's dot two and dot four. So we've got the actual pronunciation built right into the actual logo. Nice. And isn't there a little bit of a, a homage there to uh, Louis as well? Yeah, I mean, he was French and this word is French. And I mean, we're a Canadian brand too. So like we said, so much going on, but there's always ways to incorporate more meaning. And it just shows the value and the diverse perspectives that come in. Everyone can take something else out of this. Yeah, I think there's a lot of angles there at play. So it's <laughs> it's idesign.com is the website. So I encourage yes. everybody to go while, even while you're listening. The, the, there'll be a link in the show notes for the episode. So um, you can uh, click there or just go to idesign.com and you can look at the uh, the catalog. You can shop and look at all the different garments and things that are have. So tell walk, kind of walk me through the, the website here. What's the most popular things you guys you guys have? Yeah, so at the very moment, we sell Braille t-shirts and masks. So our t-shirts come in either black or white, and the color of Braille options are either silver or black. And for our masks, it's red, blue, or black, all with silver beadwork. And the beads are and the Braille are all created using premium crystal pearls. Everything's machine washable. These beads aren't going anywhere. They've got a really nice feel to them. It's not like a puffy paint or an embroidery or anything like that. They're really strong and they hold their form. So even for the legibility of Braille, it's really secure. That was one thing that was really important to us as we were doing all of our testing was making sure that these products were as easy to care for as possible, but also that the legibility was there and that the fashion element was there. So adding the beadwork through crystals ended up being the way to do that best. And for our actual pieces, the t-shirts are our best sellers and we actually offer a custom option. So we allow our customers to choose any phrase they want and have that brailed onto their shirts. And if you don't choose a custom option, we have a few different standards. We have a black t-shirt with silver braille that reads, fashion is for everyone. It's one of our big statements. And our second shirt is white with black braille. And that one reads, diversity includes disability. We actually just recently released that shirt a few weeks ago. And it's been a huge hit amongst both our um disability identifying and non-disabled consumers. I think it's just a phrase that has a lot of value and that can really resonate with so many different people and just the importance of equality overall. And I think that's something that we've really seen over the past year and with a shift in perspective. But those are the two pieces that are most popular on the website right now, but we're working towards making others. When I was in university, there was so much testing to be done that all of our prototypes took on the forms of different designs. So we have a denim jacket prototype, which is incredibly popular in all of our media. Yes, I've heard about that. And I've seen, yes. So many people have DM'd asking, when are they getting this jacket? And once we sell more t-shirts, that's when the jacket <laughs> uh, will come out. We got to build that capital. But uh, yeah, we've got a denim jacket that will be out uh Eventually, we've got a beautiful long blue dress with paragraphs of braille down the front. Uh, we've got a faux leather jacket. It also has ostrich feathers. So you get an additional sort of tactile element, has braille beadwork that's the same color. So it's this really cool monochromatic look, but it plays up on all these different textures. We've got a white collared shirt with black braille beadwork on the collar. 
my husband actually surprised me and he wore that prototype to our wedding. So it's uh, really exciting all the different places these pieces have uh, turned up in. But in terms of actually being available for purchase, it's our t-shirts and our masks for right now. But more to come soon. I can also <laughs> encourage people to go to uh, my Instagram page at Ambiguously Blind because there's a picture of me wearing my custom Ambiguously Blind shirt. <laughs> so we can talk a little bit about that. Um, I've got the black tee, uh, with the silver beads, right? Is that silver? Yes. Okay. Yeah, silver. And, um, I couldn't think of a better phrase than ambiguously blind. So I went with the custom phrase ambiguously blind and, uh, it's awesome. It, it really is. It, it fits perfectly the sizing and it's super soft. And I was really intrigued with the beads, uh, the beadwork and the braille. And, and if you say these things aren't going anywhere, I believe you cause they're, <laughs> they're on there and we're, we're only doing audio here there's no video but again if you check out instagram uh or facebook you'll you'll see me wearing it in all my glory here but um <laughs> it's it's great i'm i i i endorse the uh, uh the t with the with the uh custom logos or custom imprint i, I appreciate you guys doing that i'm so happy you like it i was really honored when you reached out for a shirt and the phrase ambiguously blind, I mean, it suits you perfectly. It's so great. We've uh, had a few different businesses reach out and actually to get their own businesses brailed on their shirts. And it's just such a great statement about the business itself and their values. I mean, there's so many different things that you can do with these shirts and the statements you can have, uh, whether it's a little phrase that is just personal to you and one other person, or it's your own name, or it's a business. There's there's a lot. It's interesting to see the different custom orders that come through and the phrases people choose. Yeah. And and just in me wearing it now for about um, uh, the better part of a day, I haven't been around that many people in this particular day, but more than half the people I've been around are all just kind of locked in on it. They're like, what is that? What are you wearing? It's, it's got it, it's, so it's much very intrigue. intriguing. Yes, that's a great word for it. It, it really is intriguing and it, it certainly grabs attention. So um, bravo with your with your work on that. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I find uh, one of the biggest ways we're really going to include or really going to achieve a new standard of inclusion is really just building awareness and educating people as much as possible with the challenges that do exist in our world. A lot of times it's that people don't realize that they're reacting negatively towards something. They're just really unaware they've never been faced with a situation like this before so if we can just raise as much awareness as possible and really teach about blindness being a spectrum and that there are ways to make experiences accessible that really help everyone i think this is just a prime example of a really easy way to start engaging in that type of conversation and like you said you've been around just a few people today but each person was so intrigued by what you were wearing I know there are times where I'm wearing my shirt and I get stopped in the street and someone will just say, what does it say? And I'm like, what does what say? And I'm like, oh, I'm wearing my Braille shirt. And I was like, oh, okay. But uh, yeah, no, it's really awesome. The conversations that it brings up. There's a lot of power in it. And and all the stuff is is unisex. So it's 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 for anybody that, that wants to get it. And the sizing, yes. I guess, is I don't I, I don't I don't it fit me. So it, it's fine, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Everybody knows their size, I guess. But uh, one, of the, I, I was kind of questioning to make sure it was both uh, for men and women because I will tell you this: I'm just going to make a, a, a shameless plug for myself here. Okay. Okay. So I didn't see a lot of male models any on, yes. on the website. Okay. 
So, oh, oh, are you saying you're going to be a male bottle? Well, I, so I have some experience with that. If you oh, check okay. my Instagram, okay. So, <laughs> are you familiar with the movie Zoolander? Is that oh is that on your yes. radar? Okay, so that is. Are you aware of Blue Steel? Yes. Okay, so I've got. I'm doing some Blue Steel. Um, oh my god! Um, it's already there, so you can see it. So I'm not making oh it up. Oh my goodness! I can be I a male model, and I've got I've got <laughs> it on. So we could probably work something out. You know, I'll, you can talk I to my agent or this. whatever, but <laughs> it. I'm just saying, let's let's I, get some. I'm a fan. Let's. let's I mean, do this. You, your husband is is a man, <laughs> so maybe maybe he can be the model. But I I'm, mean, I gotta I'm tell availing you that myself. One... <laughs> okay. I am all for you being a model on our site, but I got to tell you that one male model that you did find on the site that actually is my husband. And let me tell you, John, the uh, the intention of having more male models was definitely there. But that's one of the problems that you have when you start a company during COVID. It just so happened that most of my uh, quarantining circles. That's were, okay. I'm not uh, trying to give you a hard women. time. I'm not. That's not what, I'm, that's not what I mean. No, I'm just saying. There's an opportunity, so I'm just shamelessly <laughs> plugging for myself here to be. You and honestly, anyone else who's listening, if you get a t-shirt, send me a photo and you'll make your way onto the website. I got you. We're all going to rise together. Hot dog. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. And you mentioned COVID. So how, how has it been as, as a relatively new company um, during COVID? And then of course, in these days, we've got, you know, you hear about supply chain, this and that, and is it is this is tough times i would imagine uh it's it's been interesting so um i'm gonna i'm gonna go back a little bit and give a bit of context as to when we started so research all came about when i was in school in 2015 2016 but it wasn't actually until fall 2019 that i joined an incubator and was getting ready to transform my research project into an actual business oh what a perfect so, time to start a business right before yes. COVID. That's, <laughs> so that's i genius incubator yes. <laughs> fall 2019 it was september and it wasn't until the very end of january 2020 that i actually officially announced that i was going to become a business and then it was the first yes. week of March. Yes. I was actually in New York City, just as everything was going down. Uh, we wow. were really fortunate, actually. We were there meeting with the American Foundation for the Blind, and we were doing a photo shoot with a phenomenal model who happens to be blind. Her name's Katherine Harrison. Uh, she had reached out. We were so excited. We had just launched this company, but we had been doing all this research and building all these relationships, went to New York City, did this beautiful photo shoot, met people from the American Foundation for the Blind who are now our lifelong friends and we've got a partnership with them. And then like three days later, the entire world shuts down. So that was a very interesting experience to be going through, especially being right in New York City as the world was shutting down. Mm, yeah. But in some ways it was really helpful for us we were sort of growing a bit too quickly in the beginning. Um, as you mentioned, nobody's really doing what we're doing and especially not in such a high fashion context. So as soon as we did announce in January, 2020, that we were becoming a company and this research was going to that next business stage, we sort of got a flood of media requests. And so it was sort of playing catch up with all of this demand that came in, but 
we had just announced that we were a company. We didn't actually sell any product yet. We were just ready to take that next step from research to business. So we were getting all of this attention and all of this demand, but we didn't have any product in place to actually sell. And then with COVID, all of these sort of buying perceptions were changing in people's habits and what they actually needed. So while I was originally planning to launch with my denim jacket design, because that was the most popular amongst our co-design process and in all the media attention we were getting, nobody really needed a fancy denim jacket, despite being functional and accessible, while being in a global pandemic. And working from home. So <laughs> there were a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of pivots that had to take place. But in some ways, it worked out better, we got to launch with the t shirt. And in a lot of ways, it was the perfect product for us to be able to launch with the t shirt, if you really think about it is the most inclusive piece of fashion that's out there it can be worn by absolutely any gender, any age, any religion, it can be worn as something that's dressed up under a blazer. It can be worn casually with jeans or with sweatpants, however you want. But in the end, it's something that everyone owns. Everyone has at least one t-shirt. And so being able to do that in a unisex style, and we launched in with the two phrases, fashion is for everyone and my plain white tee. We right then and there showed our values and then showed the uh, actual functional aspect in terms of being able to describe what an item was. And it was a piece that was really easy to wear while you're working from home, super comfortable. I bias, but I wear mine every day. It's sort of become a uniform for me, but a very cool uniform. And yeah, it just brought about the right kind of attention. It was a much easier thing to produce, especially during the pandemic, like you were saying, supply chains, there's just so much product that even now we're not really being able to access. So with that, it also became really crucial that we continue our values of being able to manufacture within North America. So that was always a priority of ours, but that was something that you were starting to see a lot of different companies shift to do because a lot of their items were stuck somewhere on a boat or were in countries where COVID was rising so much that you couldn't really release any sort of product. So everything's done here. And to make sure that we are able to maintain those higher levels of quality control, I was mentioning a little bit earlier, but I'm actually the one that adds all of the braille beadwork to our pieces. So I sit here and I hand bead every single piece to make sure that that braille is accurate. Because when you're in the beginning stages of a business, those first few years are so crucial. I want to make sure that this can go as well as possible, that if something happens, I want it to be on me. So uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, where this started. And while COVID is sort of easing up, it's just interesting that I think a lot of people have changed uh, who they are through the process of going through COVID and the pandemic. But in some cases, I think it actually really benefit the um, disability community in the sense that a lot of people had a change in perspective going through the uh, pandemic. There's been way more emphasis on conversations about diversity and inclusivity. And I think really it's people are trying to finally they're starting to finally understand what's important in life and being inclusive and accessible is a requirement. It's not just a trend. It's something that has to be done. Yeah. And I think in, in my case in particular, kind of to say to, to extend what you just said there about 
the effects of COVID and, and everybody being at home and, and transportation, just everything changed so quickly. And, and mm-hmm. for, for me in the visually impaired community or people like me, uh, mobility is always an issue. I mean, it's always something we have to accommodate for or work around. And all of a sudden we're working from home and a lot of mobility just gets, is gone now. We, I, we yeah. it's not, a, it's not an issue getting here and there. Um, because now people are coming to us because there's a lot of deliveries, mm-hmm. there's curbside, there's all these things that have just kind of popped up that, that maybe could have been there before, but just weren't because it wasn't really a extreme need or necessity for it. But all of a sudden they are. And there's, it's, it's weird as, as bad mm-hmm. as things have been and, and as many people as we've lost and as all those things have happened, there is some silver lining. There are some good things that have come about it. And for me personally, mobility and kind of access. And, and I think there has been really been a heightened sense of awareness about mm-hmm. just disability and inclusion in general to, um, I think, I think we've really made some pretty good strides here. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about to your partnership. You mentioned AFB and the partnership a little bit ago. Uh, tell me more about what you're doing with the AFB. And I, I think you, you give some money back to them for, uh, for support, right? Yeah, so uh, a percentage of all of our sales actually goes back directly to the American Foundation for the Blind. They were some of the first uh, contacts that we actually made once starting as a business. We met them in early March 2020, and uh, that relationship has really just grown and strengthened so much in the past year. Um, I'm not sure if you know, but the American Foundation for the Blind is actually celebrating their centennial anniversary right now, which is amazing. A hundred years. That's amazing. And we're really honored that as a partner with the American Foundation for the Blind, we've been able to partake in a lot of their centennial events and the fundraising efforts that they're going through right now. So, for example, uh, we in the summer got a very exciting phone call from the American Foundation for the Blind, and they were putting together 1,000 custom hats for a fundraising effort. And they were doing this in collaboration with Black Clover. And they reached out to me and they commissioned iDesign to add Braille beadwork to these 1,000 limited edition hats. That was by far the largest order that I had ever received. <laughs> and as you know, I hand beat all of these. So, yeah, I was just thinking about uh, that. That's a lot of beating right there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So my husband also ended up learning how to add Braille beadwork. It's amazing. He's a huge component to this team. He's hey, an amazing men, can be adapt- men can be adaptive too, okay? I mean, we're, we, oh, we can yeah. do some things. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> In some ways, I think he maybe made more hats than I did. I don't know. But uh, it was really incredible. And not only did it feel amazing to be able to contribute to this amazing foundation and in this fundraising um, effort and all of the money that we were able to raise for the foundation, but also just being able to all of a sudden restructure our own operations to be able to handle a bulk order like 1000 pieces really just became such a huge milestone for ourselves as a business and the types of opportunities that we can now take on in the future and other businesses or charities that we can start to work with. Because in the end, what we're really trying to do is build a new standard of inclusion. And the best way to be able to do that is going to be in numbers and by really in kind of weaving 
inclusive fashion into mainstream fashion and doing that on a global scale. And that'll have to be done with these larger partnerships and with individuals or brands who already have this incredible sort of awareness that they bring themselves, that as soon as they kind of work towards helping a certain cause, that all these individuals immediately know about it and sort of it creates this additional phenomena. And now that we're in this place where there has been so much more insight into the importance of inclusivity and diversity and accessibility now, I think there's a really big opportunity for us to continue to do this on an even larger scale. So we're so excited about this opportunity that it brought up and just the subsequent relationships that we've been able to have through our connections with the American Foundation for the Blind and the additional people that we've been able to work with and be able to build our own co-design processes and networks. Really, the American Foundation for the Blind and having met them was one of the most amazing things that could have possibly happened to us as a business. And I'm so honored to be able to be a partner with them. And uh, we're actually coming up on Black Friday soon and we're gonna bring it out to the um, the community and ask with Black Friday. So often there's this huge push to give discounts on different products, but as a company that really values um, helping others and being more community driven, we're gonna put it out to the community and ask what do they want from us this Black Friday? Is that something where they're looking for a discount or what if instead we increase the amount that we donate to the American Foundation for the Blind? We already donate a percentage of our proceeds to the foundation, but what if we increase that, especially for a one week or two week period? What could that mean and what kind of impact could that bring? And what kind of impact could that then sort of bring on to other charities or to other brands and really kind of challenge the way that we work together and how we can truly help one another. Well, I, I think that the, uh, well, so Black Friday is just in a couple of days now. I think it's in about three days, depending upon when you're listening to this. This is um, right before it. So I my opinion would be that you don't discount the products. Let's give some more back to the AFB um, because it obviously is a great cause and they do great work and a hundred years, it just, it's all coming together at the same time. So let's sell some shirts and some masks and, and any other kind of garments and things and and get some additional support for the AFB. If, if you want to know my opinion about whether you should discount <laughs> things. I definitely want to know your opinion. I mean, we're a community-driven brand. I think that's kind of the point of the co-design process. I want to know everyone's opinion. Anyone who's listening, send me emails. Let me know what you think. If there are things we can improve on, different products that you want to see us working on or collaborations or certain brands we should work with, certain influencers. What do you want to see from us? I mean, that's a big part of what we do is being able to work together and kind of bring this design and brand to life through you and your own visions. Uh, really excited though. We've got a lot on the go. Black Friday's coming up, which is always a whirlwind of emotions and tasks left and right. But uh, just shortly after that, we're actually working on a really exciting collaboration early December. Earlier this year, we had the privilege of meeting this young actor. His name is Hayden Zoller, and he's blind from birth. And he is a phenomenal Braille reader. And he's about to debut in his very first movie. 
It's called American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story. And he stars in the movie alongside uh, Zachary Levi and Anna Paquin. He plays their daughter. And he just happened to come across iDesign over the summer, bought one of our Braille masks, wearing it on set. And we've grown to uh, be close. And we've got a really exciting collaboration and partnership in the work so uh, follow us on iDesign on Instagram or check out our website because we'll be posting about that really soon there's some really exciting things happening uh, with us together and who knows what that'll sort of evolve into or you know if you yourself want to do a collaboration or a partnership reach out we we want to hear from you yeah like who wouldn't want a uh, ambiguously blind t-shirt right so maybe we should collaborate <laughs> on that I mean it, 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 it would probably be a strong brand it, 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 <laughs> Exactly. We got this. I already know how I made one. I can make yeah, more. Get the muscle memory going and you can make some more. So um, awesome. Well, Alexa, it's really been fun um, visiting with you. You're, you're, uh, you're fun. This is a really a tremendous product. I love what you're doing. It's, it's just so great in so many different, uh, on, on so many different levels and uh, really appreciative of, of the shirt and check, check me out on Facebook wearing it. I'll it's, it's tagged with iDesign and, and I, I don't think we've mentioned this really, but you guys are big on Instagram too. There's lots of pictures and, and people wearing stuff. Yes. We love sharing customer photos. We make sure everything has uh, image descriptions, audio descriptions, even when it comes to our Instagram. If you have suggestions, things that we can improve on, let us know. Like I said, we're all about learning. There's always room to grow. But yeah, Instagram is a huge platform for us. So whenever you're wondering what we're up to, that's definitely the number one place to go. Awesome. Well, watch you there. Alexa, thanks a bunch for joining the uh, podcast. Yes, absolutely. So much fun. This has been amazing. Thanks for spending time with the Ambiguously Blind podcast. Please rate and write a review wherever you subscribe and connect and share with us at ambiguouslyblind.com.